when I go to the shop. And very often I take both of my girls with me. And the lady at the counter says, would you like a bag? No, the 5p, I don't want a bag. I don't want to pay for a bag. I've got one in my bag, it's fine. But no, it's not in there anymore because my husband's stolen it or I have no bag, but I am not buying a bag. Does anyone else have this issue? Refuse to buy a five pence bag. I have lots of shopping, it filled the trolley, but I refuse to buy a bag. And I will say to the lady, I don't need a bag, I have children. <laughs> and she goes, and so I'll say, Grace, and I give her like, she's like this poor child, and I love you. And she's got her things, and I'm like, I will grab the rest of it. And I, I may be small, but I can carry this shopping. And I we take it to the car, and then you get to the car, and you're like, how do we get in the car? It's not happening today. So the shopping all goes on the floor, and then you get it all in the car, and you throw it all in the car, and the eggs are broken, and the apples are bruised, and the bread's like, It's creative bread this week for your sandwiches, girls. We're going for duck-shaped bread. It's had a whole melon shoved into it. Like comedy hour this morning, isn't it? It's not just me then. Bags. Bags. So now I'm like, is there a bag in my bag for the shopping? And when it's there, you just get it out and you're like... I've got a bag, it's here. Everything is going in this bag. And before where you'd use about three or four bags, it all fits in one bag now. There's no excuses, it's going in this bag. This is a Mary Poppins bag and the world will fit into it. For those of you who've not seen Mary Poppins, she has a bag and pulls some very large things out of it. But our lives can be like that. We try our best to hold it all together. I've got to hold it all together because I'm so stubborn. I've got to hold it all together because I don't want any help. I'm going to hold it all together because I don't want to give anything to make life easier for me. I don't want to allow something else into my life to actually make this an easy and a pleasant shopping experience. It's five pence. Why make life easier? Why buy a bag? Why make life easier? Why go and be encouraged at your small group? Why go and get involved in the prayer meeting? Why go and join in a group and serve? Why come to church and make life easier for you? Let's encourage one another. Let's not put ourselves in a position where we think, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to humble myself to it. I'm not going to do it because I'm all right. But let's humble ourselves. And let's allow one another to encourage. Colossians 1.17 says this. He, that is Jesus, is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. In him, all things hold together. That means you. That means me. That means when we consider to allow him to have all the shopping of our lives and put it into him, then actually he will hold us all together. He will hold your family together if you give it to him. He will hold your workplace together 
if you give it to him. He will hold your relationships together if you give it to him. In him, all things are held together. He holds this church together. He holds our future together. He holds your future together. When we are willing to put ourselves into him, what are you holding on to? And you know, we can hold on to so many things. We can hold on to people, like I've said. We can hold on to things and finances and things that we want. We can hold on to our dreams. But actually, Joshua 23 verse 8 says this. But you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. And when Joshua was speaking to the Israelites, he was talking to them after a season of war when they'd come into the promised land and they'd taken hold of the promised land and they'd held on to God and they'd seen what had happened at times when they didn't hold on to God and they did things their way. But they'd held on to God and he had brought them to the place he was calling them to. And Joshua is reminding them again, you are to hold fast to the Lord your God. What are you holding fast to this morning? Are you holding fast to those things that you're afraid of and think, well, if I hold on to them, they won't get me. Are you holding fast to that relationship and thinking, if I hold on to it, everything's going to be all right, when actually the reality is it's falling around, falling apart around you. What are you holding fast to? Hold fast to God, because we know that when we hold on to him, in him, all things held together and then Joshua in the next chapter goes on to say to the Israelites you choose then who you'll serve you choose what you put yourself in and under you choose what you hold on to for the rest of your life if you want to hold on to God you choose and make that choice no one can make it for you you've got to make that choice yourself and it's as we choose what we hold on to it's that starting point of the next chapter of our lives. No matter where you are at at this point this morning, it is the starting point that will catapult you into the direction that you're going to go into when you choose this morning what you hold on to. You've got to decide where your bearings are coming from. Are they coming from culture and the world around you, the things that are going on from your relationships or are your bearings coming from God that will direct you and set you in a direction that no matter what comes at you, as long as you hold on to him, you will go the way he is calling you to go. Let me read you this quote by Jim Rohn. It is the set of the sails, not the direction of the wind, that determines which way you will go. If you hold fast to that sail and allow God to be the bearing of that sail, then no matter what the wind blows at you and which direction it goes, you will go in the direction that God is calling you to go. What are you holding on to this morning? And what do you need to do then to move forward? And my next question is this. What or who is at your centre. Again, it's very similar to what we've said, but I think as well it is very different because when you determine what is at your centre, everything in your life will revolve 
around that center. So if your center is food, everything in your life will revolve around, where's the next meal coming from? What am I going to have to eat next? Where can I go to the shop to get some food? I'm really hungry. Because that is all you're going to think about. If your center is your family, which is not a bad thing, but all you will think about, is my family okay? What's going on with them? What do I need to do now for my family? Which is great, and we need to do that. But there's something even greater and more important that should be at your center. And that's Jesus Christ. Because when he is at the center of us and everything else revolves around him, then we become whole in him. He holds us together. He holds together all those other aspects of who we are and what we do. And as he holds those things together, they revolve around him and not around us. So when things do go wrong and we say, oh, I'm just falling apart, actually we don't. Because he is the center He is holding everything together, including us, including everything that happens in our world. Who is at your center? This morning, if it's not Jesus Christ, then consider your next steps as you journey forward so that you can grow into a person that has Jesus at the center because it will change and transform your whole world, who you are and where you go. And when those things come to try and crush you and crumble you and break you, you will be able to stand firm because you're standing on the solid ground of Jesus Christ. Let's read it again. Colossians 1:17. He is before all things and in him all things are held together. He is before all things. That means he's first. That means he's central when he is before all things. He's before my relationships. He's before my family. He's before my job. He's before everything that I do. He's before the fact that somebody in my life's falling apart. He's before the the problems with health. He's before the issues with finance. He's before all of those things. And when he's before all of those things, in him all things are then held together. In Colossians, which was written to the people of Coloss, by the way, Paul wrote this letter for this reason, because the church in Coloss did not have Jesus at the center. The church in Coloss was famous for having so many different religions and different things going on that actually they were like, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but actually there's this deity as well, and well, let's just take a bet with them all, and we'll just... Jesus is wonderful, but maybe he's not more important than this, and maybe he's not more important than what's going on in my life. So Paul wrote the letter to the church in Colossus to say, Jesus is the most important. Jesus needs to be at the center of everything that you do. Jesus needs to be the one that you worship, the one that you serve, and nothing else, no relationship, no financial issue, nothing should come before Jesus Christ in your life life and this is why Paul wrote the letter so we can take the same emphasis from it that no matter what's going on in our lives the things that all for good reasons seem important the relationship with our partner our family our children our parents whatever relationship is most important to you yes they're important but Jesus is central and before those things and when he is he holds them together We need to take a lesson from what Paul is saying. 
I want to show you this um, video clip. If you can start playing it, that would be great. There's no sound to it, so I will talk. It's a jigsaw. It's going to take them a long time. It's approximately four minutes long, this video clip is. And it's a very, very big jigsaw. But when you look at it, they just look a big old mess, don't they? Some of the pieces, you can see the blue pieces. And you can see how they're categorizing them together to try and help themselves to put the jigsaw together. And we can be like that sometimes, can't we, with our lives? We put different aspects together to try and help ourselves, to try and fix ourselves, to try and put ourselves back together, to try and make our lives look presentable to other people instead of just a big old pile of pieces from where we fell. And it's not just one person doing it. We can pull other people into our lives to help us and to try and encourage us and to try and put us back together. Friends, family, counsellors. We pull them all into our lives to try and help, to try and fix us. And the worst thing in the world is when you don't have the box. Or when you do have the box and it's one of those baked beans or sprouts jigsaws. And the box is of no use whatsoever. And they're just going to keep going. But you know... When you've got the box and you've got the one who knows what the picture of your life should look like and they reveal to you who you should be in Christ, what you look like, what they're calling you to be, how they're shaping you and molding you into the person that you should be. And it's all in here as well. When you know the one who put the image on the box then you allow Christ in and he puts together the chaos of your life and it's a miracle because what seems like nothing what seems like a big old bunch of tiny pieces and no one knows where they go particularly because then we see the picture of the reality of who we are and who we're called to be and it begins to take shape. And we begin to have a confidence in ourselves and feel encouraged and think, actually, I, I realised why there was all them little green pieces now and what they meant. I realised why there was all those unusual shaped pieces and what they were for now because Christ is beginning to put my life together. And those pieces that are just like, no one else has got those pieces. I'm going to hide those pieces around the back of me because they're really odd and no one else has got any like that. But that's because you're unique. And Jesus wants you to look and be who he's called you to be. Because who he's called you to be fits into a bigger picture, into a bigger jigsaw of life, of where he's calling the nations home, where he's calling your family home, where he's calling your friends home, where he's calling your work colleagues home and your neighbours in your streets so that they can all fit together into Christ and bring glory to his name. We're reconciled in him. We're made whole in him. 
We're restored when Christ is put at the center, when he's sovereign, when his kingdom rule takes over in your life, when his promises rule and reign. Allow God again into your life. Hold on to him again. Let him be the center again because when he is he will pull you all together he will put the pieces back together in a way that you never dreamed or imagined could happen and people will go wow and it will bring glory to him I want to conclude with one last question what do I do now that's always the question, isn't it? We say, okay, yeah, this is where I'm at. Well, what do I do now? How do I move from this place? How do I change? How do I grow? And it's not massively complicated. You've got to ask yourself, how deep does what I believe go? Because the greater the depth, the greater the growth that will occur in you. If you allow God deeper into you, then you will grow bigger. If you allow God deeper into those areas that have been broken and are a mess, then there will come healing. He will put the pieces back together again so that you can see what it should look like. And you will grow deeper because of it. Let's put the next slide on, please. So what do we do? Read your Bible pray, sit quietly, ask questions, be willing to answer them honestly as well, worship, get involved, join a group, do a course, journal things, invite your friends and family, love, get baptised, forgive, there are many more, there's so much that you can do to help you to grow, to help change come, but when you allow God in to a deeper depth so that those pieces in that area of your life can be fixed and put back together, then the bigger picture of who you are will come out. Those areas where you think, yeah, I can sort of see what's going on, but there's bits of the jigsaw missing. We went on holiday and we did a whole jigsaw and there was one piece missing. It wasn't at your caravan. Thank you, though. One piece missing. One piece. And you think... You can guess what's on it. You can guess what the potential is with somebody. You can sort of see how wonderful they will be. But when there's that one piece missing, you're never really sure. You can't quite tell. Allow God to bring all of those pieces. To hold all of you together in him. And as he does that, as you go to that greater depth and dig out those pieces that have been lost as you work some of these things through in your life. He is before all things. And in him, all things are held together. I'm going to invite the band up. And they're going to sing a song for us. And it's about the cross of Christ. And it's about, I believe, going deeper into who he is. And in part of the song, it says this. All the love 
I've ever found comes alive, comes like a flood. You've got to allow this morning the flood of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Spirit to flow over you, to flood you so that you go deeper into him, so that he can bring all of you into his arms, so that he is at the center, so that he is what you're holding on to, so that he holds you together. And in him, we will find our ability to grow, to continue to grow and to grow again. Let's just pray before this thing. Father God, we thank you that in you all things are held together. God, I thank you that in you each and every one of us is held together. And Father, I pray that we would we would go deeper into you. We would allow you to wash over us like a flood this morning. And in the depths with you, we would find new growth. We would find release. We would find healing and we would find victory. Thank you, God. No, ma'am. Fancy reading your Bible and being encouraged to make your life easier. Let's encourage one another. Let's not put ourselves in a position where we think, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to humble myself to it. I'm not going to do it because I'm all right. But let's humble ourselves and let's allow one another to encourage. Colossians 1.17 says this. He, that is Jesus, is before all things and in him all things hold together. In him, all things hold together. That means you. That means me. That means when we consider to allow him to have all the shopping of our lives and put it into him, then actually he will hold us all together. He will hold your family together if you give it to him. He will hold your workplace together if you give it to him. He will hold your relationships together if you give it to him. In him, all things are held together. He holds this church together. He holds our future together. He holds your future together. When we are willing to put ourselves into him, this is the next question I've got for you. What are you holding on to? And you know, we can hold on to so many things. We can hold on to people, like I've said. We can hold on to things and finances and things that we want. We can hold on to our dreams. But actually, Joshua 23 verse 8 says this. But you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. And when Joshua was speaking to the Israelites, he was talking to them after a season of war when they'd come into the promised land and they'd taken hold of the promised land and they'd held on to God and they'd seen what had happened at times when they didn't hold on to God and they did things their way. But they'd held on to God 
And he had brought them to the place he was calling them to. And Joshua is reminding them again, you are to hold fast to the Lord your God. What are you holding fast to this morning? Are you holding fast to those things that you're afraid of and think, well, if I hold on to them, they won't get me. Are you holding fast to that relationship and thinking, if I hold on to it, everything's going to be all right, when actually the reality is it's falling around, falling apart around you. What are you holding fast to? Hold fast to God, because we know that when we hold on to him, in him, all things are held together. And then Joshua in the next chapter goes on to say to the Israelites, you choose then who you'll serve. You choose what you put yourself in and under. You choose what you hold on to for the rest of your life. If you want to hold on to God, you choose and make that choice. No one can make it for you. You've got to make that choice yourself. And it's as we choose what we hold on to. It's that starting point of the next chapter of our lives. No matter where you are at at this point this morning, it is the starting point that will catapult you into the direction that you're going to go into when you choose this morning what you hold on to. You've got to decide where your bearings are coming from. Are they coming from culture and the world around you, the things that are going on from your relationships Or are your bearings coming from God that will direct you and set you in a direction that no matter what comes at you, as long as you hold on to him, you will go the way he is calling you to go. Let me read you this quote by Jim Rohn. It is the set of the sails, not the direction of the wind, that determines which way you will go. If you hold fast to that sail and allow God to be the bearing of that sail, then no matter what the wind blows at you and which direction it goes, you will go in the direction that God is calling you to go. What are you holding on to this morning? And what do you need to do then to move forward? And my next question is this. What or who is at your centre. Again, it's very similar to what we've said. But I think as well, it is very different. Because when you determine what is at your centre, everything in your life will revolve around that centre. So if your centre is food, everything in your life will revolve around Where's the next meal coming from? What am I going to have to eat next? Where can I go to the shop to get some food? I'm really hungry. Because that is all you're going to think about. If your centre is your family, which is not a bad thing, but all you will think about, is my family okay? What's going on with What do I need to do now for my family? Which is great and we need to do that. But there's something even greater and more important that should be at your centre. And that's Jesus Christ. Because when he is at the centre of us and everything else revolves around him, then we become whole in him. He holds us together. He holds together all those other aspects of who we are and what we do. And as he holds those things together, they revolve around him and not around us. So when things do go wrong and we say, oh, I'm just falling apart, actually we don't. Because he is the centre He is holding everything together, including us, including everything that happens in our world. Who is at your centre 
this morning, if it's not Jesus Christ, then consider your next steps as you journey forward so that you can grow into a person that has Jesus at the center because it will change and transform your whole world, who you are and where you go. And when those things come to try and crush you and crumble you and break you, you will be able to stand firm because you're standing on the solid ground of Jesus Christ. Let's read it again, Colossians 1, 17. He is before all things, and in him all things are held together. He is before all things. That means he's first. That means he's central when he is before all things. He's before my relationships. He's before my family. He's before my job. He's before everything that I do. He's before the fact that somebody in my life's falling apart. He's before the the problems with health. He's before the issues with finance. He's before all of those things. And when he's before all of those things, in him all things are then held together. In Colossians, which was written to the people of Coloss, by the way, Paul wrote this letter for this reason, because the church in Coloss did not have Jesus at the center. The church in Coloss was famous for having so many different religions and different things going on, that actually they were like, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but actually there's this deity as well, and well, let's just take a bet with them all, and we'll just Jesus is wonderful, but maybe he's not more important than this, and maybe he's not more important than what's going on in my life. So Paul wrote the letter to the church in Coloss to say, Jesus is the most important. Jesus needs to be at the center of everything that you do. Jesus needs to be the one that you worship, the one that you serve, and nothing else, no relationship, no financial issue, nothing should come before Jesus Christ in your life life and this is why Paul wrote the letter so we can take the same emphasis from it that no matter what's going on in our lives the things that all for good reasons seem important the relationship with our partner our family our children our parents whatever relationship is most important to you yes they're important but Jesus is central and before those things and when he is he holds them together We need to take a lesson from what Paul is saying. I want to show you this um, video clip. If you can start playing it, that would be great. There's no sound to it, so I will talk. It's a jigsaw. It's going to take him a long time. It's approximately four minutes long, this video clip is. And it's a very, very big jigsaw. But when you look at it, they just look a big old mess, don't they? Some of the pieces, you can see the blue pieces. And you can see how they're categorizing them together to try and help themselves to put the jigsaw together. And we can be like that sometimes, can't we, with our lives? We put different aspects together to try and help ourselves, to try and fix ourselves, to try and put ourselves back together, to try and make our lives look presentable to other people instead of just a big old pile of pieces from where we fell. And it's not just one person doing it. We can pull other people into our lives to help us and to try and encourage us and to try and put us back together. Friends, family, 
counsellors. We pull them all into our lives to try and help, to try and fix us. And the worst thing in the world is when you don't have the box. Or when you do have the box and it's one of those baked beans or sprouts jigsaws. And the box is of no use whatsoever. And they're just going to keep going. But you know, when you've got the box and you've got the one who knows what the picture of your life should look like, and they reveal to you who you should be in Christ, what you look like, what they're calling you to be, how they're shaping you and molding you into the person that you should be. And it's all in here as well. When you know the one who put the image on the box, then you allow Christ in. And he puts together the chaos of your life. And it's a miracle. Because what seems like nothing, what seems like a big old bunch of tiny pieces, and no one knows where they go particularly. Because then we see the picture of the reality of who we are and who we're called to be. And it begins to take shape. And we begin to have a confidence in ourselves and feel encouraged and think, actually, I I realized why there was all them little green pieces now and what they meant. I realized why there was all those unusual shaped pieces and what they were for now because Christ is beginning to put my life together. And those pieces that are just like, no one else has got those pieces. I'm going to hide those pieces around the back of me because they're really odd and no one else has got any like that. But that's because you're unique. And Jesus wants you to look and be who he's called you to be. Because who he's called you to be fits into a bigger picture, into a bigger jigsaw of life, of where he's calling the nations home, where he's calling your family home, where he's calling your friends home, where he's calling your work colleagues home and your neighbours in your streets so that they can all fit together into Christ and bring glory to his name. We're reconciled in him. We're made whole in him. We're restored when Christ is put at the center, when he's sovereign, when his kingdom rule takes over in your life, when his promises rule and reign. into your life hold on to him again let him be the center again because when he is he will pull you all together he will put the pieces back together in a way that you never dreamed or imagined could happen and people will go wow and it will bring glory to him I want to conclude with one last question What do I do now? That's always the question, isn't it? We say, okay, yeah, this is where I'm at. Well, what do I do now? How do I move from this place? How do I change? How do I grow? 
And it's not massively complicated. You've got to ask yourself, how deep does what I believe go? Because the greater the depth, the greater the growth that will occur in you. If you allow God deeper into you, then you will grow bigger. If you allow God deeper into those areas that have been broken and are a mess, then there will come healing. He will put the pieces back together again so that you can see what it should look like. And you will grow deeper because of it. Let's put the next slide on, please. So what do we do? Read your Bible, pray, sit quietly, ask questions. Be willing to answer them honestly as well. Worship, get involved, join a group, do a course, journal things, invite your friends and family, love, get baptised, forgive. There are many more. There's so much that you can do to help you to grow, to help change come. But when you allow God in to a deeper depth so that those pieces in that area of your life can be fixed and put back together, then the bigger picture of who you are will come out. Those areas where you think, yeah, I can sort of see what's going on, but there's bits of the jigsaw missing. We went on a holiday and we did a whole jigsaw and there was one piece missing. It wasn't at your caravan. Thank you, though. One piece missing. One piece. And you think, you can guess what's on it. You can guess what the potential is with somebody. You can sort of see how wonderful they will be. But when there's that one piece missing, you're never really sure. You can't quite tell. Allow God to bring all of those pieces. To hold all of you together in him. And as he does that, as you go to that greater depth, and dig out those pieces that have been lost. As you work some of these things through in your life. He is before all things. And in him, all things are held together. I'm going to invite the band up. And they're going to sing a song for us. And it's about the cross of Christ. And it's about, I believe, going deeper into who he is and in part of the song it says this all the love I've ever found comes alive comes like a flood you've got to allow this morning the flood of Jesus Christ of the Holy Spirit to flow over you to flood you so that you go deeper into him so that he can bring all of you into his arms so that he is at the center so that he is what you're holding on to so that he holds you together and in him we will find our ability to grow to continue to grow and to grow again let's just pray before this thing father god we thank you that in you all things are held together god i thank you that in you each and every one of us is held together and Father, I pray that we would, we would go deeper into you. We would allow you to wash over us like a flood this morning. And in the depths with you, we would find new growth. We would find release. 
we would find healing, then we would find victory. Thank you, God. Amen.